Hey, hey, so you know how I am all about your success, right? And when I say success, I'm not just talking about you making money. I'm talking about you finding your place in this world so that you make the money, but also make the impact and find fulfillment. So I created an amazing tool that I think will be so valuable to you on your success journey. It's called the zone of success. It's a simple three question exercise, but it will help you uncover your gifts, your talents, and help you position yourself for your success so that you can understand what you carry, how you can bring value and grow in your different spaces you operate in, and then position that for your success. Does that sound like something you're interested in? Then check out the zone of success. There's a link in the description box. Check it out and let me know how it goes. All the best in your success. And now to today's episode. So today we're going to look at costly mistakes that we should avoid in relationships because there are so many mistakes, so many challenges that we think, oh, this is just part of the game, which can be avoided. I believe that most of the times we do not know what to do or how to do it. We have not had examples. We have not seen great relationships up close. So we do things that harm the results that we desire. So you want to achieve a fruitful, healthy, strong relationship. Okay, but are you doing any of these things? Then please stop, get help, get a mentor, get counsel. Stop doing these things because they will sabotage the very thing that you desire. Relationships are amazing. They bring so many positive results in our lives, so many blessings, the partnership, the synergy there, the companionship, the meaning in life sometimes, the support system. There's so much that you can get from them. But sometimes we expect a result from things that we didn't plant. And that is stealing. <laughs> we plant and we reap rewards, right? So let's get into it. Hey, hey, how are you doing? So this is my anniversary month. I have been married for 10 whole years. And I tell you the truth, five of those years were not good. It was one of those things where I thought, you know what? We're going to divorce at some point. Like I was ready for it, honestly. But the next five years have been amazing. I have learned so much. My life has been elevated by being married to this handsome human man <laughs> that I call my husband. And he has been a blessing to my life. And this relationship has transformed so much for me. It has humbled me in so many ways as well because I had some opinions and point of views that needed to change and God in his grace allowed me to see those things to be able to transform and grow together with my husband and to have an amazing five years within the 10. So I look forward to more years and I honestly thought this was a cliche and so, so corny when people would say, I love you more now than when we first met, but it's true. It's true for me. I love my husband more now than when we first met. I know him more. I know more about him that should annoy me and repel me. And at the same time, I know so much more that pulls me closer and shows me that I do need him in my life. And he has been a blessing to me. And so if you're a person who desires a relationship, you're already in a relationship, it looks grim and you're thinking, is this worth it? And you look around and people are saying this and that about relationships and you're wondering, ah, do I want to do this? I just want to encourage you with my experience that if I could have a great relationship, you can, and so much more. Because you get a head start, you get to learn from others. I learned as I went, you know, and I was super stubborn, so I wasn't willing to learn. Till it was like, at the end of it, I was like, you know what, I have to learn, or, or this will fall apart. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it blesses you. And I, 10 years in marriage, ah, 
that crazy i look forward to more but this ages me i feel like it ages me if i say i've been married 10 years you'll think oh my goodness you're old <laughs> anyway let's get into this episode i hope you enjoy it talk to you soon Welcome to On Your Lane. This is the best place for ambitious people who want to take charge of their lives, make that income, make that impact, and live fulfilling lives. And we're going to cover a few mistakes that you should be avoiding. I call them costly because why pay for mistakes? Life will give you its own mistakes, its own challenges. Why are you investing in making mistakes, making the journey tougher for yourself? Yeah, that's a big question. I have made these mistakes and I hope you can avoid them. If you haven't made them and if you're on the path towards making them, please avoid them and you can enjoy the rewards of amazing, healthy, strong, successful relationships in your life. Let's do it. One, ignoring patterns. Every time you have an encounter with somebody, you will notice their behavior, their choices, their actions. All those show you a pattern on how they operate. When you interact more and more with somebody, you will start to see, okay, they're always late. Oh, they're always honest. Oh, they're always generous. Oh, they're stingy. They're jealous. You will notice all these patterns. And usually when it's a relationship set up, we overlook so many negative patterns. You see the abusive patterns. You see the lying patterns. You see the deceptive patterns. And somehow you're like, okay, maybe it was just that scenario. Maybe it was this. But patterns will come back to bite you if you don't address them. You will become a victim of the very patterns you ignore. So when somebody comes into your life and you see this abusive pattern, why are you excusing the person? I don't say it won't hurt when you say, okay, I can't deal with an abusive person. I need to walk away. It'll hurt to walk away even from things that are bad for you it hurts to walk away we bond emotionally with things and sometimes it's just so hard but you can avoid six years of pain by subscribing to two weeks of pain so it will suck to say bye it will hurt to say bye but you're building something better right so that is the trade-off we get through in life when we see patterns because patterns are usually deep-rooted in habits and how that person is their character and stuff like that and for you to think okay i'll change them they will change or i'll give them a grace to change you're subscribing to no timeline they could change in 50 years. They could change in 20, in two days. You don't know. So unless you're that kind of person who is going to stand on that hope and be like, okay, I don't care whether they change or not. I'll be okay with this. And it's fine. But otherwise, when you see a pattern, believe it and act accordingly, whether it's okay. And if it's not okay, don't excuse it. Don't explain it. Just walk away from it. Number two, not having a clear vision. This is easy, especially right now. You're like, oh, we're just vibing. I was talking to who? who was telling me that. I was like, what is vibing? <laughs> I was just catching the vibe. I was trying to see. And I was talking to one of my sisters. And she has never been on a date with anybody because nobody has ever come to her with a clear vision. So they're always chatting, then lunch, then this. Then before you know it, they're in a relationship. And it never ends well. But you can see from the start. I'm like, that's how it started. It didn't start well. Who gets into any agreement? Even when you're catching a minibus by the road, any taxi, you're not just going to say, I'll just get in here and see how it goes. That's very, very unwise. If that's your posture in relationships and you're thinking that is what is cool, I don't want to pressure anybody, then you're going to set yourself up for some heartache at one point or the other. Either they will not live up to the expectations you have or they will just take you where you don't want to go. You know, so I say clearly always know. Even in a friendship, you have to know what it is for. There are some friendships that are for fun. There are some friendships that are for business. 
don't change them and switch the expectations because it will lead to confusion and it can lead to pain or losses in one way or the other. So sister, brother, have a vision. Confidently have a vision. You're worth that much. Know where you're going and the picture that you're going towards. So when somebody comes and they bring rubbish into that picture, you're like, I can't take that. Okay, so be clear on the vision so that you don't waste time, energy, and that your expectations never get disappointed. Number three is never developing yourself. You know that tendency to say, this is the way I am. That is just a sad way to live because nobody was born complete. Imagine a mango seed being planted. It becomes a tiny little tree and you're like, well, let's dig around it. Let's make it better so that it can become a big tree. And it's like, this is the way I am. I'll stay this way. I don't know if that example works, but I'm trying to get to this point that everything grows. You grow. Just because you're not good at math today doesn't mean you can't practice and get better at math tomorrow. Just because you can't speak in public today doesn't mean you can't speak in public tomorrow. There is no stuck and fully defined person. You always grow. You always can change and you have to be willing to do that. I'm not saying you should change the principles that drive your life. If you believe in God, don't say, okay, I can grow. I stop believing in God. I think that's not wise. But what I'm saying is there are some things that you do and say, some behaviors that you're used to, some habits that you can change. You can't just say, it's the way I am. I wake up and mess up my room. It's the way I am. I don't cook. It's the way I am. I eat whatever I want. It's the way I am. I don't take care of my body. I just eat whatever and don't exercise. It's the way I am. I binge watch shows or just spend my time on the phone. It's the way I am. I'm lazy. You see the trend there? These are things you can change on. So before you start judging anybody and thinking, are they worth my time? Should they get into my life? Should I get into this relationship? Have this mentality of always wanting to improve yourself, always learning about yourself and how you can bring value in the spaces you operate in. I was talking to another person, a girl, who was saying that they don't know where to meet the right people. I'm like, you shouldn't sit down and say, where should I meet right people? Do the right things in the right places and you'll meet the right people. That's just it. You can't just sit there and think, where are the right people? What do you want to do with your life? Oh, no, I want to teach Sunday school. Go teach Sunday school. Oh, no, I want to write a book. Go write a book. Oh, no, I want to network about business. Go network about business. Find yourself in the things that you like. Improve your skills, your talents, your abilities, your interests. Pursue them. And then you will meet like-minded people in those kind of spaces. So never be the kind of person that says, this is the way I am. We can all learn, we can all grow. And that's a very attractive person. A person who is willing to grow, to become, to challenge themselves. They will achieve so much in their lives, in their careers, but they'll also add value to another person. Because you can date somebody and you can add value to them, right? You can actually say, oh no, in this business you could do this. Oh, I can help you with this. Oh, I can help you with that. That is a very attractive person. And that's basically what relationships are for, to build each other. And you can't build each other if you're stuck on a certain mindset and narrative that this is how my life works, this is how I am, that's it. That's it, doesn't work. Number four is making your partner your source, your God, your source of happiness. No, no, nobody should be God in your life. God should be God. Right? Everybody should take a clear role in your life. And where you're like, I'm not happy because of this person, then you have already missed the game. 
Because your happiness has nothing to do with another person. You are alive. God has kept you. That means he has a plan and a purpose for you. And you have gifts and talents that you can use to change your life, build your life, and become whatever you want to become, to make the money that you want to make, to travel wherever you want to travel. You never have to say, okay, I can't live my life because of this person, or I can't go hiking because this person. That's what I was talking with my other sister the other day. She loves hiking. And she was saying, oh, I can't hike because my husband doesn't want to. I'm like, hmm, no. That's not how it's supposed to be. You want to go hiking, it doesn't mean everybody has to want to go hiking, even though they're your spouse. So if they don't enjoy it, then you can go enjoy it. Your happiness is your responsibility. This is not to say, I'm independent, I don't need you in my life. No, we need each other in life, friends, partners, whoever, we need each other. But we have to know that our happiness is our business. We come together with our various happinesses and connect them and we make magic. But we should never feel like I'm missing out on life because they're not stepping up their game. No, you can talk with God and figure out ways on how you can raise your game so that you don't rely on a person for your progress, for your provision, for your future, for like everything. That's God's role. He wants to do that and he's a jealous God. That's why some relationships don't work because God himself is fighting against those relationships by saying you're making this person a God and I won't have it. So take responsibility of your own happiness. What do you like to do? What do you like to be? Where do you find the most joy? What do you want to do in your life? And position yourselves for that so that when you have a partner, they come into your life to complement what you're already doing, not to start and, and build there from the foundation to the top to everything. And you're just there and saying, hey, okay, that's it. No, don't be that kind of person. No. Number five exalting your feelings Oof, i was in that space i was always following my feelings if i don't feel you i don't feel you if i feel you i feel you if i feel like going i'm going if i don't feel like going i'm not going if i feel like investing in this i will but if i don't feel like but then feelings are fickle feelings are there and they're gone one minute you could be angry the next minute somebody cracks a joke and you're laughing very same person one minute something makes you feel good the next minute it's kind of irritating you Feelings are like that. They should never be a reason for making decisions. I'm not saying ignore your feelings because they give you feedback about a situation. Like for me, I can gauge my feelings and say, why was I angry at a person? I don't know. What did they do that rubbed me the wrong way? I shouldn't be that angry about that situation. Why was I like that? Like feelings give you feedback about your environment, about you, about what's in your heart. But when you take your feelings as the leader and you're just following behind them, you will lose amazing things, amazing opportunities for relationships, for business, for success, for connections, for so many things because you're being led by your feelings. So when you're angry, don't react. When you're too excited, don't react. When you're too sad, don't react. Don't operate in the extremes. Find a way to operate when you're calmer, when you're sober. I have never made a good decision when I'm too excited because I usually overestimate my ability, overestimate the promise, and then I'm sober. I'm like, oh my goodness, what did I say? When I'm angry, I say the worst things. I'm like, I'm going to hurt this person. I'm going to say these things because I'm angry. And then later, I'm like, I shouldn't have. And I always prayed. I remember praying that God helped me because I hate saying sorry when I could have just avoided those things. I remember walking into a shop one time and I was the one who was late. They were trying to help me, but I just wanted things done, like my pace, and I started shouting. It was embarrassing later when I realized I was in the wrong shop. It was my fault that I was in the wrong shop, and I was shouting everywhere, and it was so embarrassing. I had to come back and apologize, and it was humbling because I came back in that place, and everyone was like, oh, she's back. 
they thought I was gonna throw another tantrum but I was like I, I really have to apologize I was going through my own issues and I vented on you I am really sorry it was embarrassing but it was necessary my heart was bothering me the Holy Spirit was like you can't live like that it's messing your testimony go back and fix it so never let your feelings lead you you lead your feelings and you'll be surprised that even sometimes you wake up and you're like I'm not gonna exercise your feelings say not today and you wake up exercise and your feelings be like woohoo that was fun the very feelings right so don't listen to them guide your feelings and in relationships, your feelings can be all over the place because you're trying to build something with somebody. You can be angry. Don't speak. You can be sad. Don't speak. You can be too excited. Celebrate it. But don't make too many promises around that space. Manage your feelings. Lead your feelings. Other thing, number six, no mentorship. I think this is kind of tricky because sometimes in communities, especially in Malawi, where I'm from, we are very private about our relationships. People don't openly say this is a struggle we're dealing with. And sometimes you might think, oh, everybody is either in or out. They're either doing well or doing badly. And sometimes people don't share intimately so that you can know that they went through the struggles you're going through and this is how they overcame them. Like when I started learning about marriage and how to build a successful marriage, I was surprised that nobody told me about those things. Nobody told me about the things I needed to look out for. The things they told me were useless things. There are things about, oh no, this is how you make your husband happy. This is how you cook for your husband. This is how you care for your home. Okay. I needed to know how to solve conflict with my husband. I needed to know how to plan and get organized with my husband. I needed to learn how to manage my feelings, how to be self-aware, to deal with the generational issues that were in my family, how to not be abusive with my words, how to be concerned. Like there's so many things that we go through and I look back and I'm like, I was not nice. I was telling my husband the other day, I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I was not nice when we first got married because I didn't care. And I didn't know any better. You know, a friendship, you're kind to each other. I wasn't kind. I was like dismissive, you know, in or out, independent, strong woman vibes. You get it or you don't get it kind of thing. And I was like, that was very unkind of me. Not just because he was my husband, but to anybody. I couldn't treat anybody like that. Yet it was okay in that space for me to treat my husband that way. Yeah, so mentorship helps because not all mistakes have to be made by us. You know, I see people getting married and I can listen to their story and how they connect together. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that first year is going to be a challenge because they're making the same mistakes everyone else makes. That's the beauty of life that you can learn from the mistakes of others and then improve. You can learn where people stumbled and then you get better. You know, you can avoid the whole path. You know, you don't have to make all the mistakes on your own. We are more common than we are different. And you can benefit from that by being mentored at the start, in the middle, towards the end, at every level. There's always learning to be had. And when you position yourself intentionally to seek out the kind of learning, you can actually be intentional to avoid the negative learning. Because there is negative learning where people are only sharing their challenges and the negative experiences, the tough things, what they dread about something. Or they can be positive things like okay it was challenging here but we overcome this way and we had these benefits or oh, when this happened this is how we handled it so be a person who is intentionally learning and when you learn together that would be amazing even individually in your different spaces there are 
differences that men and women have you can learn from other men you can learn from other women and you can learn together as a couple it will go a long way if that is your attitude to life to be continual students and always seek to improve and listen to other people and when i say listen to other people not everyone of course right but being able to listen i love a verse in the bible that says in the multitude of counsel there is wisdom there is victory so when you have the wise people speaking to your ear a number of them it can be a book it can be a podcast a pastor who's preaching about it multitude of advice there is wisdom in that there is victory in that so use that to your advantage in building the relationship avoid avoid having no mentor Number seven, the last point, is no preparation. Imagine I tell you I'm building a house and you come to the place where I'm building the house and there is nothing happening there. I show you the house, a picture of the house, and you're like, oh, this is really nice. I'm like, yeah, it's going to have this kind of view, this gym in there, this pool there. And you're like, okay, so when I started, I'm like, soon. All right, like how soon? Like very soon, like tomorrow. Like, but there's nothing here. I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't matter. I'll still start. You will see that I'm not serious and I won't get the results that I want. Everything that is going to be done well and is going to bring positive uh, results in your life needs preparation. School, projects, more so relationships. How are you preparing? How are you preparing in your mind? How are you preparing in your spirit? How are you preparing your environment? Now you might say, okay, I want to get married. What does that mean? What is the demand that will be put on you? Because you can't just say, okay, I want to build a house. And you're like, oh, okay, so when are you building it? I'm like, oh, I'm going to build it soon. Oh, do you have 70 million that is required as it is written over here? I'm like, no, I don't want to pay anything. I just want to build it. It's not possible. Most of us come with that attitude where we're like, we want all the benefits, but not any of the work. When the work comes, it's hard, it's hard. When the benefit comes, yay, let's post a selfie and stuff like that. No. Every beauty requires investment. Everything that you're going to celebrate is going to have you sacrifice something. I'm not saying you sacrifice key things, important things, or crucial things for your life. Like, okay, I'm sacrificing my family so I can be with this person-ish. No. But what I mean is you will sacrifice time. You will sacrifice space. You will sacrifice one way or the other. And you have to be willing to prepare for that. I wish somebody had told me that, okay, you want to get married to this guy. Yeah, what does that mean? What do you think you'll be doing in his life? You think you just be taking selfies and giving each other high fives and sleeping together and wake up or going on holiday, eat money and chop life. Is that what you think? Because life will bring you challenges. There'll be sicknesses. There'll be diseases within your family, extended family. There'll be just trials of life. You will be employed. They're not employed. You'll start a business and you lose money. Is this the kind of person you see doing that with you? I'm not saying you should just prepare for the worst things, but I'm just saying life will be life. And beyond just the fun things, think of the deeper things and prepare for them. Not only are you saying, okay, are they the right person I want to go through this life and its challenges with, but also are you the right person? Do you break down every time something doesn't go your way? Do you throw tantrums and run to mommy and daddy every time you have no money? Are you a person who just takes debt everywhere, debt everywhere? There's no control in your life at all, whatsoever. That's lack of preparation. Become a better person. The person that you yourself will be like, I'm valuable. I'll add value to any partnership, more so a marriage. Right? So prepare for it. Because no matter how beautiful what you're going to build looks like, when the foundation is faulty, there'll be a disgraceful end loading. 
You know, you can have like a 10-story building and everybody's talking about it. It looks amazing. But there was an issue at the time you were setting up that foundation. You were either desperate or you were rushed. You didn't do a diligent job or you missed some steps. When your foundation is faulty like that, it will bring that whole building down. It will be a shameful end. So invest in yourself as a person as you prepare. If you're already in a relationship, in marriage, you've been there for a while, it doesn't matter. You can still invest in yourself. You can go back and fix some things. You know, it's better to intentionally see an issue and fix it than to wait for things to crumble and then you start fixing it. So preparation is key. And you yourself can define what areas you need to prepare in. And if you need more guidance, please check out last week's episode. I talked a lot more about building relationships, successful, strong, healthy relationships, relationships that work. And there's a lot of work in there on how you can prepare for such relationships. I'd like for you to watch that and then take notes and then apply them into your life. One more point just came up. I was sharing seven, but this one will be eight. So this one is about money. Money is a big issue in marriages. Money is a big issue in relationships. Have open discussions about money, how you run it, how you manage it, where it goes, where it doesn't go. Just be clear. I'm not saying, no, it's best to have a joint account or it's not best to have a joint account. Those are just needy greetings. Money is a psychological issue. It's an emotional issue. Most of us attach money to security, maybe to happiness, to success. And so how do you spend your money? How do you react to over-expenditure, under-expenditure, debt and stuff like that? Talk about those things so that you're not surprised. Because sometimes you spend money and you're like, it's just money and somebody else is mad. And you're like, how are you this mad? Because to them, money is security. And when you just spend it anyhow, you're messing with their security. Right? So please talk about money issues. Please notice those patterns as well in your money issues. And I think great relationships are not people who are perfect coming together, but people who are willing to work through it. So so you can say, okay, I think I have a distorted view of money. I like to keep, keep, keep because I feel like it keeps me safe. And somebody says, okay, I would like for us to spend and invest as well. Can we find a balance? And you're willing to work through that. That is what makes a good relationship. In all these points, these are not things to just say, okay, we can't work through them because everybody's flexible. As long as you're willing to work and be honest and own up to the challenges, you can overcome anything. So I hope you find something in this episode that you can say, I have made that and I can fix it. Or I made that and I fixed it this way. Or this is how we're going to work through that. And then you can also find some things and say, this is a deal breaker in your relationship. We should all have that. Things we can work with and things that are deal breakers. And I hope this episode was helpful for you. And if you want to get deeper into this relationship issues and how you can strategically cultivate the right relationships and how you can reposition a relationship you're already in whether you're married or not then join my relationship class it's an amazing valuable step-by-step practical class that you can find in the description box and if you have any questions do drop them in the comments my name is memphis tandizo ganjada you can find me across social media i'm everywhere like share subscribe so that you can continue to grow this community and i'll see you next week bye-bye Thank you for joining me here on my lane audio experience be sure to subscribe and share and i can't wait to hang out again soon all right okay bye bye